hello, hello. How are you? I'm good, bro. How are you doing? <laughs> good, it's good. It's good to see your face. It's good to see your face, considering I've been seeing it all over the place for the last, I don't know how many, how many weeks. So. Yeah, I've been getting so many uh, pictures and videos from friends, people seeing it all around the city, in different cities, Manchester, Birmingham. Wow. The, the crazy thing is I've only seen one. I've only seen one. Really? I haven't seen any myself. Yeah, weirdly. So a lot of my friends are, are keeping me keep me in the loop. Okay, that's good. That's crazy because I've seen it at least probably about 10 times, I think, all over the place, to be honest, including like adverts and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty good to see. Um, I mean, first of all, I'd like to say that I binge watched this over a weekend with my fiance and we absolutely loved it. I thought it was so good. So really, really <laughs> well done for that. Really well done. Um, that makes me happy. Wait, whose idea was it to watch it? Yours or your fiance? It was mine, actually. Yeah, yeah. So it was mine to watch it. I'd known this is coming out for a while, actually, but I hadn't really seen any sort of like promotion for it. I hadn't seen like any adverts. I hadn't seen anything before it had come out. But then all of a sudden, when it dropped, I'd seen it's all over the place, as we were saying, or train stations, billboards. I see it in Westfield, a little interactive thing there, like TV adverts coming straight after Sylvester Stallone, like crazy. Like, did you have any idea how big this was going to be? I had no idea. I mean, okay, so they told me that they were going to do a big push Mm -hmm. because this is uh, Paramount's a new platform. Paramount Plus is a new platform, right? And so they're they're trying to establish themselves as like, you know, one of the top streamers in the game. And so they were saying that they were going to do a big push because this is their one of their first original or is their first original British TV show. So I was hopeful. Mm-hmm. But you never, you never know, you know, yeah. and yeah. and people have like, you know, great intentions, but they might have seen the show and realized that actually we're not going to push this one. We're going to push another one. Yeah. But um, no, true to their word, they they did do a big push and it's been great because I'm so proud of the show. I'm so proud of it. Yeah. And I had such a good time making it. Um, the process of making it was was really enjoyable. And so now we're here and it's like being pushed to everyone. And it's just good when like people actually watch your shows. I've been a part of a lot of, you know films and tv shows over the years and and you know not all of them get the big push that they deserve and and I'm proud that this one this one has going off that like could you give a little insight to like how the audition process went for this so like was there anything different involved or was it run-of-the-mill standard um it was a little run-of-the-mill but the one thing that was in my favor which I didn't know until kind of afterwards was that they had always had me in their minds as like a potential Leon you know they had you know when they think about the actors that could play Leon I know that I was I was in their list of of Leons and so it was typical in that my agent got the call they sent the script and then I I had a read of it and in the beginning I wasn't sure because it was a rom-com I've never done a rom-com before and I I thought you know how how good can a rom-com be and then I was actually filming up in I was in Hebden Bridge at the time Mm -hmm. and I was working on the Shane Meadows BBC uh, drama and uh, there was like a tiny bookshop where I was staying and I walked in there and I said, have you got the flat share? And then he said, no, but we can get it in for you tomorrow. So I was like, cool. So they they called me the next day. They had the book. I went picked it up and I read it over like like a day and a half. I was like, I get Leon. I feel like I get him. And then I did the tape. I met with Peter Catano, the director in London when I came back. We had a coffee and I was like, I feel like this is going to be the good version of what this could be. Because there's like, when you jump onto any project, at some point, there's a leap of faith that they're yeah. going to make. And mm-hmm. um, after talking to Peter, I was like, this is this is going to be good. So that that was it for me. After that, after the tape, and then I did a meeting with Peter, I decided to do it. So obviously, the main poster shows you with your top off, yeah, um, in your glory. So... 
Just be honest. Did you did you know about that? And if you did or didn't, did you have you hit the gym? Have you done anything? Like, did you did you have to switch up something to make it like you know? Because you don't want to be on the billboard not looking proper. You know what I'm saying? So was there anything is, you did in terms of that? Or this is such a great question. This is such a mandem question. <laughs> so, all right. As part of the script, I knew that Leon had to be topless uh, okay. a few times, right? Because reading it, you're like, okay, he's coming out the bath or. Yeah. I can't say too much about some of the scenes because it would ruin moments, yeah. right? But there were scripted parts that are in the book and in the script where I knew I'd be topless. So in that sense, I just wanted to look like I, I hadn't just come out of lockdown and, you know, <laughs> put on put on Freestone, yeah. which I had done. And, and for the last role I was doing on the Shane Meadows thing, I, I wanted to look a bit bigger. So I was bigger, but it just didn't make sense that Leon was that way. So um, I started working out prior to the show and then tried to sustain it throughout. But then I got I got ill around halfway through. There's a scene in Brighton, which I know you've seen, right? Where they're on the beach and I had tonsillitis that day. The, the irony of having to do what we did on the beach while having tonsillitis was crazy. But I stopped working out and I'm, I'm gonna say this, yeah, because so many of my friends have been hitting me up and saying, of course you're like topless on the tube, of course you're topless on the billboard, right? But I did so many shots with a top on. I request, I said like, listen, I get why you want to do the topless thing, but give me some options, right? So I did, I did, so I did more shots on with a top on than than without. Okay. And then okay. and then they went they went with the topless one. What can I say? But like, yeah, I okayed one topless one, and that's the one they went with. Okay. But cool. uh, it's it's a it's a compliment if they if they that's what they felt was going to sell the show. So I'll yeah, take man, it. You look good. You look good, man. You look good. You look good. Trust me. As you probably know, I've been following your career from like what feels like from the start. If we go all the way back to like Sucker Punch, I think is that the Royal Court? Did you was that was it? Yeah. 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 So I mean, to see your performances from then until now, do you do you feel like the flat share has given you the best opportunity to express your range? Because going watching the show, you go through almost all of the emotions that you possibly can do. So do you feel like that's given you the best opportunity to show you that? I think there's a few shows where I've got to show some range, but I would say you're probably right in that in within one show I got to do I got to do so many. I've been able to explore different parts of my range in certain roles, but in this one I feel like I get quite a lot of them and mm -hmm. that was such a, a beautiful thing to have. It's really emotional at times. It's really yeah, like fun, fun, really funny at times, and and um, then very serious at times. Yeah. And and it's the roller coaster of a rom com. You know, the will they, won't they? Leon's a very defensive person, kind of distances himself, and then and then all of a sudden you see why he's doing that. And so, um, yeah, Leon was a beautiful character to play, man. I, I yeah. really really enjoy playing him. So, like in terms of like the rom coms, as we were saying, they're not really prolific in this day and age, to be honest. Not in the mainstream, anyway. Like, what was your thought process when the script came through and like you realized what it was about? Like, what did you, what went through your mind? How good can we make a rom com, and can I really be in one? Because I've never thought of myself being in one, to be honest. You know, most of the, my stuff, I've, I've done comedies, but most of my stuff has been like drama. And so when this came my way, I was like excited at the aspect of being in a rom-com because I like doing things I haven't done before but then also not wanting to be in that cheesy rom-com that's like what yeah. is this you know and so from that point it was just like okay let's let's find out the intentions behind making it and what the creatives envisioned for this rom-com and it, it aligned with what I wanted which was like a very grounded real rom-com that's slightly heightened because it's a rom-com. So it has yeah. to be a little bit heightened and a little bit silly, 
but those are the things we love about rom-coms, you know, exactly. like my favorite, yeah. like Notting Hill or uh, any of the Richard Curtis rom-coms that we like, you know, you like that um, heightenedness. Yeah. So I think we've got a good balance and it's, it's more relatable because, you know, these are just two regular people just going through it, trying to survive, trying to make it work and trying to find a bit of love in some difficult times. That's what I really like about the show as well. It's just normal people going about their normal day, their normal life, and but this is this is what's happening in it. It wasn't nothing too outlandish, do you know what I mean? Which was really good yeah. to see, to be honest. I'm pretty sure that there's a point in almost everyone's what society would deem as a successful career. There's always a point where someone says, Do you know what? That was it. I think that was the moment that really flipped it for me and then I went on for etc etc do you feel like you've had that moment do you feel like this was the moment or do you feel like you haven't had that moment yet like where where would you situate yourself at this precise moment in time this is a such a good question right because it's basically how do you define success so I've got a couple of layers to this and forgive me mm. if I go on for a minute just no, to try fine. and I'll try and summarize it but I, I never want to have my success defined by anything external, right? So all of my successes should be internal. And, and as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm successful and have been for a long time because of what I have achieved in my personal life, professional life, but all the internal stuff, right? So hopefully I find some content in that. And you don't want to rely too much on what society says is successful because then they can take it away from you at the same time. But secondly, I will say that ever since I started, I, I 100% dreamed of, you know, walk into a tube station and seeing my face there, like, you know, just being like, okay, like I'm, people are seeing me do my thing and being about, and that moment has arrived. And so there's a, there's a marker. I wouldn't say it defines my success, but it's a marker of like an achievement, a marker of progress, a marker of the journey that I've been on for like over a decade coming out of drama school. And the other part of your question was some people look and go like, that was the moment or that was the point. And I can't say if this is the point because I, I think I'm only going to know in time you know, with with maybe what happens next year or the next couple of years and then go, actually, the reason that this is happening right now is because yeah. that year. And and um, you mentioned Sucker Punch earlier on. Um, I can't tell you the amount of actors who've come up to me over the years, even a decade after, and have been like, that's the moment I decided I wanted to be an actor or that's, wow. that play changed things for me or, wow. or, or a producer or a director saw me in that play and and said like, yeah, I remembered that performance and that's part of the reason why you're here on this set today. So um, a lot of the things you do don't have, it, it takes time for you to realize the, the sort of um, the results of. And um, so it's hard to say if this is yeah. like that moment for me, I, yeah. I won't know until, you know, years to come, but yeah. hopefully. Okay, cool, thank you. Um, so talking about your career, et cetera, are you analytical with your next steps? Like, for example, so would you be like, do you know, what? I've done a rom-com, so I don't think my next step will be a rom-com. I'd rather do a drama or I've done a drama like two years ago. It's just like, are you, do you take your career like that? Or is there a process or is there not a process? You just take the job that you enjoy. Like, how does it work? Um, it, for me, usually it's what I've done last. So would I want to go straight into another rom-com right now? Likely not but mm -hmm. it's also dependent on who's a part of it what it is how different it is maybe i would jump into another rom-com yeah. but i'll say part of the reason i did flat share and not the only reason but part of it was like i just finished doing the gallows pole with shane meadows which was 
totally drama. And there's a lot of comedy in Chain Meadow stuff too, but it was like totally drama. It was improvisational. Um, it was immersive and a totally different experience. Then the flat show comes my way and I go, oh, that's worlds apart. That's exciting to me. Now I get to go and do something quite commercial rom-com. And like, I love variety and I love different, um, yeah. being different. So hopefully over the span of my career, you can look back and go like, he did this, he did that. He, he did all types of genres and roles and um and hopefully just keeps opening more doors to me because i never want to just play the one thing so yeah, yes. the process is a little analytical but there is also part of me just going like i want to enjoy it man i want to have fun i want to be challenged and with the flat share I, I just happened to be in a space where i wanted to have fun man yeah. i just wanted to have some fun mm -hmm. and i was like what better way to have some fun than being on a rom-com and and it doesn't guarantee it you might step onto a you know, a comedy and have the worst time, but we we had we had such a good time. The cast and crew were amazing. What was like? What was like one of the best times? Like one of the best moments that you remember from from filming? There was um, <clears throat> there was a few, but the one that always comes back to mind, and it's because Jesse reminded me. Um, we were in London for like two weeks doing a lot of the external shots, and we were doing the scene that happens, I think, in the first episode. I think it's the first episode where. Jesse's left the flat, Tiffany's left the flat, and Leon's getting off the bus and he's going towards the flat. It's the, 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 the okay, yeah, they, walk, yeah, they walk past yeah. each other, the crossover uh, with the times. And you wouldn't know because it's not in the, the script, I mean, not in the show. But on that day when we were filming, there was a shop front empty, but as, as in nothing was in the shop, but there was these musicians in there and they were just rehearsing for like a gig they had later on that night. And they were playing this beautiful jazz music. I've got a video of it, I'm gonna post one day. And it was just, it was blaring out of this shop and we didn't need audio in terms of like dialogue that day. So we didn't need to ask them to stop or whatever. Yeah. We And it was like a beautiful summer hot day while we were, I was filming in London and this jazz music was like blaring out all over the street and me and Tiffany looked at each other and goes, this is just like a really, really nice moment. You know, yeah. that was one of my favorite days. That was one of my favorite days. Okay, cool. Thank you for sharing with that, man. Um, finally, uh, can you share anything what you're up to next? Is there anything going on? Is there anything in the pipeline? Like the James Bond thing, is that started or what will we do? Oh, James Bond, that's hilarious. Um, I, I am doing a couple of things and I can't talk about them yet because they're not announced, but we started filming um, last week okay. and um, we're filming for the next few months. And I can't even say like where, because it would be too obvious what it is. Okay. But, okay. Um, and, and I have I have another project which hasn't been announced yet that can't come out, but that should be early next year, but a, okay. a TV and a, and a film project. Um, but I think the Gallows Poll with Shane Meadows should be coming out um, in the first half of next year. Um, I'm really excited about that one coming out. And then the other thing, which is a bit of a side note, is that I have an EP that's coming out. Uh, I've done a five song EP oh, that we're, okay. we're dropping on December 30th. That's an exclusive. You're the first oh. person to know that. Yeah. It's called The Blue. The group name's called West End Grove. I can send you information. It's just me and my friend. He produced all the songs and I, I wrote all of them. And uh, yeah, that's 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 dropping wow. end of the month. I love it, man. Diversity, the man of many talents. I love it. <laughs> we're trying, thank we're trying. No, nah, wicked, man. No, nah, thank you very much for joining me today, Anthony. It's been a pleasure. Um, again, congratulations on the flat share and all the success you're going to achieve from it. But yeah, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you, man. I just want to say one thing. I want to say thank you to the British Blacklist. You've been such a supporter and um, encourager of, of Black talent for many years. 
and we're we're grateful. I'm grateful, and we're grateful, and and I'm really glad that I've got to have this conversation with Daniel um, <laughs> today. So big up. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.